And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because Joey Dallin and I, we enjoy pissing people off when they don't have the answer for why. Which technically makes us five years old each, but collectively we're 15 on each other's shoulders in a trench coat going to see a R-rated. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere. You can find me under that name almost anywhere. S-H-U-J-I-N. The rest of it is up for you to go ahead and try to figure out. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody because things are a little different tonight. From the top left-hand corner of the um, Google Maps, uh, assuming that it's actually projecting correctly in uh, up uh, up uh, Alberta, Canada, where it is not currently wildfiring, I think. Last I checked, Dallin, hi, good evening. Good evening. Uh, yes, I'm pleased to report it is not wildfiring, it is not raining, it is not hailing. And as I said, each one of those, I'm actually looking at my window to make sure I'm not wrong because two days, that's, that's all I ask, two days in a row without precipitation. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. Well, and I'm not getting it yet. However, there is a moose sitting outside your window, staring in hungrily, looking at your tap faucet. Given that I'm on the third floor, that would be... Amazing. Frightening as hell. Considering how big they can get, you never yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down and to the right, just a little bit, the Midwest of the U.S. Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Uh, just a little bit to the right from there, Ohio. Joey, good morning. What's so good about it? it that we are still here, and uh, Nibiru has still not landed. What are you waiting for? Uh, the weekend, I guess, because, I mean, isn't that what Loverboy keeps telling us since 84? Wow, that's a throwback. Who and listens to them anyway? Um, I mean, later, <laughs> later. <laughs> and as I had mentioned, yes, we do have a special guest that's joining us uh, this morning, which is uh, in and of itself... A combination of, oh my god, he's actually conscious, and yeah, I finally have to sign off on the paperwork to send it off to his parole officer, because he's finally paid his debt to society. Uh, third time on the show, I think, Dr. Samuel Conway, thank you for rejoining us. Thank you for having me this after midnight. Can I go back to bed now? Uh, no. No, because you've got a wired headset, not Bluetooth. If it was Bluetooth, you could have gone ahead and crawled back into bed, but... As it is now, you're stuck with us. Damn technology. You're welcome. Um, mental, mental notes. Send Dr. Conway a very long uh, headphone jack cable. That might actually work. What they say about a guy with a long headphone jack cable? Uh, that he's constantly getting tangled up or getting his uh, pet rabbit biting on him. I know that basically he's old and behind the times. There's um, that too. Well, I mean, you could, you could, you could always get one of the, one of these curled up yeah. thi 
Um, okay. Yes. Yes. I was about to say. Do you, who here remembers the day when you were especially had the extra long phone cable because you could walk into the next room and? Okay. I just remember constantly trying to pull the fucking tangles out of those things. Oh, that was fun. Yes, there's that. And just for the record, why do I still have an actual rotary dial phone next to my computer? Because it is impossible to do this with a smartphone. Well, uh, by the way, anybody anybody who's watching who is younger than about the age of 25, at what he is holding is why we have the icon for the phone you That's... see on your smartphone. Hold, hold that thing up so they can see what the phone icon looks like. It looks yeah. like a phone. But, 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 and, but where's the screen? How are you supposed to tell what number you've dialed? And, and, and all I think of there is uh, Lewis Black when he used to say, like, you remember back in the day when a phone was so big that if a puma was coming at you, you could throw at it, throw it at it and kill it? Funny enough, hold that thought for just a couple of seconds. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us. I'm using this as a springboard in order to say, for those of you that are watching live, of course, on the Live chat, you can interact with us, and one of those folks is, of course, Felis. There, there's a there's a reason why I stopped over on that one. Stephanie, good morning. On Renaud Tech, good to see you. And Dramix, who was the first one? Congratulations, you get uh, you get a cookie special for you from uh, AdSense.ru or something. I don't know. You you got a cookie, so congratulations. You get you get that. Uh, you know, Marvel Comics just used to call them the no prize. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> anyway, um, so a couple Can of quick pieces. A, sorry. I wanted to know if I could have a cookie, too. I Sure. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm, I'll come up with something for you a little bit later. Okay. Anyway, I know for well that uh, a bunch of us have got different things to drink tonight. I'm I'm just kind of hydrating with, with uh, orange breakfast powder. Because, I mean, that's that's what I wanted today. Astronaut drink. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want to show off the good doctor by drinking another liter and a half of wine. I'm not doing that again. That was a bad night. I, didn't I remember it as being a good night. Yeah, it, no, no. Not while you're trying to actually host a, a roundtable discussion. That, that doesn't... Um, yeah, a liter and a half of wine in two hours is uh, followed by a very bad. So and let's just go with that. To be fair, not everyone has a love-hate relationship with their liver. That's true. That's true. And uh, TP Seeker, welcome down. So before we actually get into everything at this point, I do need to, of course, remind everybody who might be listening to the podcast version after the fact, this is a Power of Ten episode. Which means, as usual, this is a not-safe-for-work show. We will have no filters on stuff that we're going to say, so it is entirely possible that we will end up saying things that you probably shouldn't have broadcast out into a common public. So if you should not be listening to the show at this point, please turn it off for the time being, wait until the next show, or, you know what, you get what you fucking paid for and, you know, tough shit now. Ho, belly, bum, drawers. That's pretty much the way it's going to be. So, yeah, we will uh, we will definitely have uh, all kinds of things to talk about because this is a topic that in a lot of ways has pissed off a number of us. 
Lord knows it's 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 definitely pissed off me, so you know it's part of the reason why I want to go ahead and do it. Anyway, so let me go ahead and get uh, things uh, rolling over here, and I will have us all, uh, you know, getting into uh, the whole damn thing. So if you'll all just give me a couple of moments, your five-minute freestyle starts right now, and I labeled it help this time. I had talked about last week how I went ahead and I actually asked for help from someone who is a lot more knowledgeable about how to deal with, you know, how how to host a show like this or specifically the Tuesday show, which is where, you know, you get people, hopefully, get people to call up and discuss stuff. And I had a, I had a bad at the end of it all. It was, uh, you know, I lost my cool with somebody who was just trying to, trying to get a gotcha question in because they just wanted to be a tool. All right. So I asked for help. That's not an easy thing to do. I don't know if anybody has got the same problem that I do, but I, over the lifetime that I have been here, I, for whatever reason, had been brought to think you shouldn't have to ask for help. From the standpoint of, if you ask for help, you're kind of admitting that you are lacking somehow that's that's not something that you want to do you don't want to show that kind of vulnerability you don't want to show that you are you know lacking in knowledge about a topic you you shouldn't be showing that you have a weakness and that's just wrong i can't even tell you on how many different levels that's just simply wrong and it hurts because How many times do we look at stuff and go, you know what, I've never been exposed to whatever this topic is, so I don't know anything about it. I, fortunately, have taken to actually saying, look, I am ignorant about a particular topic. I don't know anything about this because I have never been exposed to this in any way, shape, or form. I am ignorant on the topic. I would like to learn about this topic now so that I have a, 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 a missing piece of knowledge that's now filled in, or at the, le- at the very least, has begun to be filled in. I mean, let's face it, the amount of stuff that I don't know about, well, that's virtually everything. I've been around for 50 years that I've been cognizant. Yeah, okay, I know the difference between different words and different concepts, but do I know the first thing about quantum mechanics? Well, I know a couple of things. I know enough, as the expression goes, to be dangerous, but you know, I, I don't really know. So if I wanted to actually find out, I would need to ask somebody for help to learn, like a teacher. You don't think of it in those terms, do you? That's what teachers are there for. They're there to help the public. To help them to understand concepts that otherwise they wouldn't have been exposed to. But then there's the other side of it. When we 
are those teachers. I was fortunate enough that um, recently I had the opportunity of uh, talking to somebody who had made a difference in my life. And, you know, with the way things go, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a hard thing to do for me because I don't want to think about those kinds of things for various reasons. But I am fortunate that I was actually not only able to tell somebody, look, you made a difference in my life. You were a teacher for me. And for them to be able to say, you know what? I, uh, nah, I didn't really do anything. Because it was just the way that they are. There are people in our lives, and we need to acknowledge once in a while for ourselves. Just being the way that we are makes a difference. There are ripples that happen out, and we will never even recognize that they've been happening. People that we will influence, lessons that we will pass on, that we won't even realize have gone out into the ether. But you know what? That helps. And I would like to think that my little piece actually ends up helping people. This very profound. Oh, I appreciate it. This is episode 320 on the docket, Your Honor. Fully functional. Yes, I was thinking specifically about how Lieutenant Commander Data was described as being fully functional. So anybody wants to go ahead and uh, start to, uh, dribbling oil out their pan, you know what? Just wipe up. I don't care. Zamboni season is, um, wow, long way away, come to think of it. That's the guy from Alberta. That's his native language. Yeah, but at Deadpool? the same time, he's he's oh, okay. no, he's from Saskatchewan. That, that's another yeah, that's, thing. that's that's right. It's it's Squirrel yeah. Girl. That's also from yeah, that's right. Squirrel Girl's from Canada. I don't know why. You, whatever. <sighs> Look, we've actually got a we've got a superhero up here named the Red Panda, and his assistant was called the Flying Squirrel. No, you've never you've probably never seen the uh, comic book. Uh, because it was actually a podcast drama series that was done by uh, a bunch of people out east. Uh, done in the style of old time radio. Ooh. You know, like the uh, like the the the, um, the shadow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that was one of his uh, Greg Taylor was the guy's name. The shadow was one of his inspirations. As a matter of fact, the um the red panda was a character he he had the hat, he had the trench coat, the red domino mask. <laughs> he had the powers of hypnosis. Uh, he had static shoes to run up walls. There you go. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was campy, but it was done in like the old time radio style. And yeah, which, which, which would be something which, along, which would be something along the lines of who only knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. Yeah, Only pretty much. the shadow knows. Or by the creepy laugh. Superman just has to guess. 
Okay, you kind of I'm ruined a, the creepy I'm a, laugh. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. The tang went down the wrong way, folks. Oh, not the first time. Oh, that hurts. See, we talked about that, I think, last night. Water is a, is a dangerous thing. Fifty, well, fifty percent of the time for humans. I mean, you you got two choices. It goes down one pipe, you're fine. It goes down the other one, you 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 you're screwed. Well, actually, uh, water is a very dangerous thing. I've heard that water can collect in a mask and down you. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. That that just see uh, we were we granted water itself is scary, but uh. We were discussing certain other elements that were tantalizing uh, in their reactivity. For example, osmium. And what happens when it gets exposed to air, and then that product gets exposed to a human body. Generally not a fun thing. I believe the expression that Joey used was, it wants to kill you dead in the face. So we will keep that in mind. Uh, I did go look up information on uh, the condition for Rafe Badawi. Uh, I have no new information currently, which is troubling, of course. So, you know, for well, if anything is going to be, you know, breaking, it will definitely be hitting all of my news services. But with no in- new information, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, one month Two days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still paying attention. We're still waiting. That being the case, how about we go ahead, take care of the uh, horrible scopes, and then get right into, like, the real reason that we are keeping the good doctor awake, conscious, and there's a bright side to it. It's an excuse for you to have something to drink. So, that's, that's, that's a good thing. I can, I can at least tell you that, um, your, your friends up Toronto way, yeah, they miss you. Very specifically, uh, uh, Ronnie. So, it is, is what it is. The Chinadian. The very same. And he can get away with saying that because, um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he would be having a good laugh right about now. And what in the hell are you people... You know what? Whatever it is that you guys are doing over there in our chat, I don't know. I don't read You don't want to know. I don't read Klingon, so, you know, it, it'll be what it'll be. So, folks, here are your horrible scopes for this week. Please remember, if you know what your astrological sign is, cool, help the newbies, those of you that don't know... I don't know. Roll a d12 and figure it out from there. It's really not going to make much of a difference. Let me just go ahead and get us rolling over here. Aries, please remember the truism. Ask a stupid question. You get an obvious answer. This will be invaluable on the next road trip you take. When the quest of distance comes up, remind people that the shortest distance between two points is bad breaks. And watch their faces as they process this truism. If you get it on video, it's even better. (laughs) <laughs> and moving right into Taurus. 
You know those people in your life who say they are committed to finding and being themselves? Those stuck-up pretentious types? Yeah. Have fun mocking them when they dress up for Halloween. Which is only three months away, you know. I actually heard something about that, too. There was um, a suggestion that, you know, in the current uh, state of the world, that instead of kids going door-to-door trick-or-treating, kids should just stand outside their houses in costume, and the adults would drive by and just toss candy to them. No. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to give a hard no on that one because that's going to turn into Death Race 2000, Mad Max, and they're going to be uh, spud chuckers going off up and down the block. No. No, this is a bad, this is a bad idea. Gemini. The messenger, just saying. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it, especially if it's good. And remember these three things. One, there's a difference between doing good and doing well. B. A dictionary describes how words are being used, not dictating what words mean, but. And finally, when in doubt, Schoolhouse Rock and Weird Al can teach you a lot about grammar. Avail yourself of them. Joe? Help! Oh, right. I forgot the frickin' button. Cancer! That... Next big idea of yours has one fatal flaw. Frozen waffles are already a thing, but that's not the problem. Injecting syrup into the middle of them and then expecting folks to put them in stand-up toasters is. To paraphrase from the movie Jaws, you're going to need a bigger fire insurance plan. It's true. It's very much true. Leo, opening a new store in the current economic climate seems a really bad idea, but... How about borrowing a staple from the UK market and open a shop specifically with all UK trinkets and delicacies and call it Pound Town? The publicity alone on this side of the pond will be worth it. Dallin, I guess uh, you get Virgo and then, uh, well, the good doctor's going to have one. All right. So, Virgo. The future doesn't have anything in store for you. Now, that's not to mean you're going to die. It's just that nothing's been planned yet. Staff shortages are partly to blame, but mostly because you've shown yourself to be able to handle these things for yourself. So now, go out there and break that fourth wall all on your own. Um... new job for you uh yeah you're gonna be a uh greeting card writer and as a perk you'll be issued a company cell phone shaped like a shoe um and because uh, of all the failed greetings you'll write you'll get a new nickname and that's um 86. And if this all sounds familiar, just remember to stay in control. Say it with me now. Just stay, stay in, control. in control. Everyone together. Okay. See? <laughs> Everyone together. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Hey. 
in insane working. All right, oh, oh. next. Yeah, Scorpio. <laughs> Remember when casual Fridays started to be a thing? When you could wear jeans and short sleeve shirts into the office? You know who pressed for that to be normalized? The IT guys. That's who. They would be constantly walking around, lifting dusty 10 kilogram rack mounted servers, crawling around dusty shelving, threading new wire through dusty drop ceiling panels, and damaging dress shirts and ties while doing their jobs. So the next time you have to deal with IT and you're in a position of authority, buy them lunch before someone sends an email to you that says, all is known. And speaking as one of those IT workers who used to do PC and server upgrades in hospitals, let me tell you something. How people are cured of anything in those places escapes me. But then again, given that I was a resident of one for about two months, yeah, that that question is even, the question is exacerbated even more. Fair enough. Joe, all yours. Sagittarius, we understand the position you're in. We want to understand, or you want to understand what meta means, but you don't want to seem ignorant or stupid to anyone because you don't understand what the term means. You're welcome. Capricorn, somewhere out there is a song reference, and somewhere out there are people who see you as worth admiring because you got that reference. There are also people out there rolling their eyes at you for having announced proudly that you got both those references. And now Sagittarius is having a field day joining in with getting those references and the light going on because they only just got the meta idea. Get out of here, Sagittarius. This isn't your horrible scope. Stay on your side of the line. And Aquarius. What do these things have in common, Aquarius? Jackbox Party, Jackbox Party Pack 6, Doom Eternal, Tabletop Simulator, Rust, Undertale, and Papers, Please. They were all on sale at about half price for this year's Steam Summer Sale. And you know what else? You missed out again. You have a calendar and a scheduler program on your computer or phone or hell on your wall next to the fridge. Make a note of these things for yourself. Pisces, learning how to pole dance is not easy. You need to do a lot of core muscle building first, setups especially, then arm curls and yoga routines so you have both strength and balance. You're going to need all that just to install the pole when you want to practice. And for the love of all things, do not install it near a window. It's probably a really good idea. So those are your horrible scopes for this week. Congratulations, you made through it. Always look for the union label, no backsies. Uh, store credit only if you want to return them. And, and um, you got what you paid for, so you, whatever. C- congratulations. So let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's go ahead and get into the the actual nuts and bolts of this whole damn thing really quickly. Um, Dr. Conway, let me uh, let me just 
really quickly have you just give folks a, a quick rundown of what your your actual training is so that folks know where we're coming from so that I can disavow a couple of items too. Uh, oh, me, right. Uh, um, okay, I've got a doctorate in chemistry, Dartmouth. I have been working in sciences since uh, <clears throat> well, uh, longer than I would guess at least half the people if um, and I have been at long enough to have become ex- uh, embittered and cynical toward the way people view science. Fair enough. Um, folks, uh, just forgive us a second. Um, we're getting a little bit of a, having a little bit of a dropout for you, uh, Doctor. I'm not quite sure what is going on at the moment. I drop out. The the beginnings of when you're speaking are almost like the noise gate is uh, is not popping quick enough. Um, oh, okay. Well, I I, I realize why. Um, I, I actually have three wonderful bottles of hard cider in front of me, but it's fizzy, so I'm burping a lot. So I keep hitting the the meat on the <laughs> thing here and not hitting. It. Okay. I won't do that anymore. Just belch loudly into the mic. That might work, I guess. We'll, we'll figure out how it works. Okay. Part of the reason why I wanted to, folks to understand that Dr. Conway is, by trade and training, a chemist is that he is not an infectious disease expert. By the long shot, no. However... What we're going to end up talking about, which is going to kind of come into the whole COVID-19 coronavirus stuff, isn't necessarily going to be an infectious disease item so much as it's going to be not a chemistry thing, although there is one thing we're going to talk about that pisses off, but the idea that science, whichever science discipline you're, con- you're working with, you're working with numbers. And generally speaking, numbers don't lie. Data doesn't lie. It can be spun, but data doesn't lie. Don't worry, we'll get, we'll get into all that as far as to how that works. Yes? Lore, on the other hand, lies all the time. You know, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm, <laughs> Okay, the, the the next time that I get the chance to see you, I'm going to take a book of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and I'm going to beat you senseless over the head with it. Pack a lunch. Um, uh, I would advise against that. Look, you're going to need a bigger book. And not only that, <laughs> given the fact that my fist has impacted with that guy's forehead, you are going to need a bigger book. How about this? If I'm going to go ahead and let you know how much I absolutely appreciate you, I'll have you bolted to a chair and find a VHS copy of the musical adventures of Alice in Wonderland. And you can sit there with a proper triple X rated movie of Alice in Wonderland, a musical sex romp 
from 1975. Wow. Gee, you know, it might be easier just getting a VHS copy of Krull. It'd be about the same thing. Fuck you. Absolutely. <laughs> Abso- fucking fuck you. The only good thing, the only, the only good thing about the movie Krull was they were writing for the first time on film, they were writing on the back of fucking Clydesdales. Motherfucking the size of moose Clydesdales. And since we briefly touched on the subject, yes, for those of you who are scratching your heads, there are quite a lot of different types of doctor out there. Not surprising. Because you see, there is no shortage in the myriad of ways the universe wishes to kill you just for being stupid. So it's helpful to have somebody to look at each of these individual ways. Now, one of the things that uh, one of the things that I wanted to kind of bring to the fore with you, uh, Sam, is that, like I was saying, data doesn't lie, but it can be spun. And there's one thing that is very, very difficult to spin, but it's also really difficult for folks to get their head wrapped around, which is statistics. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where we understand, to a certain degree, we understand statistics. If you've got a, if you've got a six-sided die, well, you got a one in six chance of having a number come up, unless you're sitting at a D and D table, in which case it's a six and six chance of a one because snake eyes, because it's kind of the way that it works. But when you start to get into much larger arrays. That starts to get really difficult for folks to wrap their head around, and I'm kind of wondering um, what it was like for you learning to actually understand that in chemistry, you got a lot of numbers that pan out into different things that, well, let's face it, the one thing that I do remember is specifically, oh wow, there are a lot more isotopes of elements than I ever learned back in high school. What What do you mean that this is radioactive and this is? Well, do you want to talk about isotopes? There are a metric ton of isotopes out there, and the reason they didn't learn about them is most of them, as a matter of fact, the grand majority of them, exist in such infinitesimally small quantities. It's not really worth even talking about. Unless... You have to be analyzing for that particular uh, element in case you need all those two isotopes. Um, you're aware that potassium has a radioactive isotope. Uh, your your salt substitute has, because the doctor told him he's a reading on a Geiger counter from that stuff. A reading on a Geiger counter from a banana. That's useless information, which is what having a doctor in front of your name gives you the title to. I know all sorts of shit out there that nobody cares about. But is ultimately important. To someone somewhere at some time. Yeah. Now, the reason why I say even the minutiae is important is that what you can screw up when you're trying to learn something new if you don't take into account the, those pieces of minutia, 
you can you can screw something up really really horribly that took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money to put into place. I want to I'm, point out that my particular field of chemistry, uh, I I started out in organic synthesis, which involves handling large quantity, very very intriguing materials. Tends to be a very unforgiving field to. Fair enough. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to see. My apologies, folks. With statistics. No, the um, the audio that I'm. Like I said, it's the noise gate on uh, on Discord. I think is kind of being funky, and I'm trying to find a way of. Uh, altering it on my side, I don't know that I can. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work the best that I can. So um, we're gonna we're gonna see if the rest of us kind of muting while you're talking uh, kind of helps that along. It, folks, apologies. You know full well we work with what we got, and sometimes there are bits and tweaks that we don't get to play around with that don't work the same way. And when uh, when Sam and I were talking. Uh, earlier in the week to make sure everything was working right. We were perfectly fine. This is the first time that we're doing a thing with everybody simultaneously, and it, it's a it's a little bit of a different animal, so please forgive us. Stupid fucking technology. Exactly, pretty much. I mean, That's why I went into chemistry, not computers, not electronics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you want to have one of these instead, don't you? I mean, you... Oh, yes. I, 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 what I want is a tricorder where I can put it at something and it will tell me the entire history of the elemental blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, the, the funny part of it is, by the way, what uh, for the folks that are listening, I'm showing, Sam, the Star Trek, the old school Star Trek Bluetooth communicator that I bought as a birthday gift for myself a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, it, it works exactly the way you expect it to. It's got all the sounds, hooks up to my phone. It's completely impractical, but you know what? I don't give a shit because it's mine. Because I'm a giant fucking tech nerd. That's the way it's supposed to be. Sorry, what were we talking about? We got off topic. Statistics. <laughs> oh, those things. Yeah, because one of the things that's been um, that's been high on a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of folks' lists are the statistics about what's been happening with. Well, again, you're not an infectious disease expert, but you understand how permutations work when you've got something that starts in one place and then starts to expand outward and chain reactions, which is how chemistry helps us to understand things like, you know, nuclear fusion. No, yes. sorry, f not fusion, fission. There's a difference, and I keep forgetting which is which until I until it gets out of my mouth, and then it's like, "Yo, dumbass, it's the other one." Oh, fuck fission yeah. is the one with the room full of uh, traps with the balls on them. Fusion is when uh, when you take uh, when you take the guys over at MythBusters and you take a, a seventy-four Pinto, and then you take another seventy-four Pinto and you squash them between a couple of semi tractor trailers. That's fusion. Speaking of which, I'm going to raise my glass to a grant. Absolutely. 
I'll drink to that. Yeah. We learned we learned a we learned a fuck ton from these guys. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, Greg. That is kind of a sad state of affairs that so many Americans learned a fuck ton from watching Mythbusters and not from going to school. And that's a problem. Um like I was saying, uh, learning learning how statistics work is one of those things that it, it takes a long time to really understand the the bigger picture of a lot of these things. But one of the things that we've seen over the courses of our years of being conscious, and I'm pretty sure it's been the same way up, up north too, is that there has been the constant driving push down on the economic scale for how much money has been going into the education departments oh and how that's yeah. been playing out you know we we've had um we've had our share of controversies up here uh especially with our current and again speaking from our current provincial government um you know cuts to education and you know it's it's like they want teachers to like, and I'm talking elementary school teachers. They, they, they seem happy with forcing teachers to teach classrooms that are the size of university lecture halls, get paid peanuts for it, have to pay out of pocket for some supplies because some parents or some kids just can't afford, you know, even a pencil these days. And they, they just want to keep cutting because... That's it's a soft target for, for budget cutting. And what these what the what these government people don't realize is that you're teaching the next generation of leaders. These are the people that are going to be taking your job when you're either retired or they finally shoot you for being an incompetent fuckwad. Whatever comes first, you know. Not, not that I endorse um, any such a thing. No, it's, it's it's the technical term for it, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the it's the, um, it's the metric term for it. So you know. Yeah, but but that's the thing it is. To me, it it feels counterintuitive, you know. And I, I remember <clears throat> remember listening to somebody, and this is a guy from the states, who was trying to justify cuts to the educational budget by saying that. Well, you know, in the in the old days, uh, teaching was left to the to the housewife who was at home, you know, barefoot and pregnant, and it was up to them to teach the kids. And it was teaching was never thought of as a very important occupation, especially not one that you'd be considered to actually make any money at. You know, back in the twenties and thirties, not like you know society hasn't changed in the past century or so. You know, I mean. Well, what's this? Society has evolved? How rumph, I say, that's impossible. Is the sarcasm getting through enough? I, I, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, we can we can even uh, take this uh, take this back for the the last. You know what? Let's let's just let's just call it through the twentieth century. It's twenty years into it. I know, I know. It feels like it's been a hell of a lot longer. I know. I'm with you guys. Said the 20th century. This is the first, isn't 
That's 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 my point. Well, see, that's just it. It's been so damn long. It, you know, it just feels. Yeah, but um, even in just the last, saying it this way, the last twenty years, the way that you, as a scientist, processing information, you know what? Never mind. Never mind processing information, because processing information at this point is still computerized. That that goes back to the 60s at this point, to some degree. Gathering information at this point over the last 20 years has, I, I have to imagine for you, has been an incredible learning experience of, wow, that's a new piece of kit that I will never be able to own because holy shit. Trying, I, okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to wax cynical here, but I'm going to. Uh, any any time, any point, go right ahead. That's here why go. you're here. here. Okay, good point. All right. I mentioned earlier, no, I I am an infectious disease expert. I'm not a microbiologist. I am, however, a goddamn scientist. I uh, I have a liberal education, and when there is a field out there I do not understand, I often will do some research and to try to understand it. So uh, I don't mean to be the professor on Gilligan's Island who can make a goddamn radio out of coconuts, but can't fix a boat. I, I, I do have a, a broad knowledge base. That broad knowledge base uh, is enough to... Uh, Cause me to want to ram my head repeatedly into a wall when I run into people who don't have a broad knowledge base. That sounds incredibly conceited and elitist, but uh, we are dealing with, particularly here in the United States, and I don't know if it's the same in, in other countries like, like Canada or England or Cleveland or something like that, but uh, we seem to be living in a world of headline readers people who don't like to get lots of information because that's too much work that's too much effort to parse all this information that's out there and i get that i get that that's a lot of work i parse the information because that's what i do it's what scientists do we don't have a life we don't have hobbies we just parse information i'm surrounded by people who will be Lost a, a small shred of data, it will run off with it screaming, I have the answer to, to the universe. And I'm standing back there saying, no, wait, 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 wait. No, you don't. Because, and maybe we've fostered this with this internet thing that you kids are so excited about these days, that they, they, they go to CNN.com or FoxNews.com, God forbid, they see the headline and they think they've got the story and they run off and start tweeting about it. They never actually go to those annoying words that are so much work. Get off my soapbox now, but I need more. No, and it's, it's perfectly, it's a perfectly valid thing. One of the things that uh, I have railed for on many weeks on the show, these guys will tell you, a, kind of a broken record on this. Kids, look up what a broken record sounds like. It's that so few times over the last 
career of my life have I heard that education, primary and secondary education, is a valid investment for the upcoming generations. And it's a really hard thing for me to to look back on and realize through my schooling, which I got a, I thought I think I got myself a pretty decent primary and secondary education growing up in the suburbs of New York City. I grew up on Long Island. Pretty affluent area, all things considered. I think I got lucky. To that end, the idea that you keep cutting corners and you keep cutting corners and you keep cutting corners over time, this simply makes a smaller pot to pull money from. And, I mean, let's face it, the more you cut corners and the more you cut corners in, well, let's say manufacturing, you eventually have to get people to oversee what you're doing and find out, hey, you shouldn't be cutting those corners. You know, like OSHA, like the Environmental Protection Agency. You mean all these agencies that the current administration is trying to roll back? I'm sure I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, good sir. Get a napkin shoe. You're, you're, you're drooling sarcasm around the edges there. I'm sorry. I was actually going for fire hose, but okay, sure. We'll go with that. <clears throat> you know. Oh, God. What was the, on, down. What was thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in Oklahoma uh, a few years back. And I was touring a, uh, a bus garage because it was part of the job. And before doing that job, I used to be. Um, an assistant uh, OSHA coordinator for a company, which was manufacturing. So goggles, gloves, steel-toed boots, all of that stuff. I had to make sure people were wearing it. I had to make sure that guards were in place on the tools, all of that stuff. I, let's just say I've, I've, I've got a bit of a passion for this stuff. So I'm, I'm walking around this garage, and there's this guy. Couldn't have been more than, let's say, 21. Okay? 21 years old. He's working a grinder. One of those handheld grinders. Uh, No eye protection. No ear protection. No gloves. And I turned to the person who was escorting me, and I said, um... You know, that kid there is going to be in violation of about, you know, 12 OSHA rules. She looked at me and said, um, Oklahoma is not an OSHA compliant or not an OSHA com- um, obligated state or something like that. Basically, OSHA does not apply. Bit take. Um, and and the, the ironic thing about that whole situation was, is in all my training, the grinder was one of the biggest culprits. It, it was the example that everybody was using of what could fuck up your day the most was this particular model of handheld grinder. So I looked back at that kid and 
not a religious person, but I did say a prayer for him. Like, you know, please, God, just he's 21. Okay. He's got a long life ahead of him. If the disc slips, let it kill someone else. If it has to slip. Yeah. And this is the one thing. And, you know, I got to throw it back to Witchy for explaining this to me when I first learned about this. Um, the whole states' rights thing that you guys have down there. That blows my mind that things that I would assume would be under federal jurisdiction, like OSHA or education, uh, state to state, they all have the right to tell to tell the Fed to go pound sand and, no, we don't have to do this because our governor says we don't. Actually, no, they don't have that right think they do that's the problem yeah and the trouble is every time the fed says actually you're wrong suddenly they scream authoritarian they scream dictatorship they scream nazi they scream this they scream that because more freedom that's a reasonably new development uh i've only seen that it literally in about the last 10 to 15 years. Prior to that, if it's a federal requirement, it's a damned federal requirement. That's it. I agree. Uh, so how we suddenly are we changed. fighting the Civil War? Changed? Yeah. Uh, well, what did change? When, uh, did, uh, when did it become law to stop spanking your kids? That goes back a little while. Uh, just just think. you remember? Yeah, let's. I don't know. Let's. let's I, I, I'm just trying to think. Like when? When did it get off the rails that the whole sense of self entitlement and you know the the whole concept of you can't tell me what to do went from what you'd expect? You know, going from I'll take things kids say to get attention for two hundred, Alex. To well, that's just the way it is. Let me let me pitch this one over to you, uh, Sam, because you have uh, you have a few years on me. You and Bridget both uh, might have a little bit more functional knowledge than I would about this. I was born in '69. I was born in time to witness the moon landing, but I have no functional memory of it or the time in question. But to me, this whole idea about the exceptionalism came from the end of the space race. We made it. We rah rah go us. We've we've got everything that we need. Look at the powerhouse that we are. We are completely unstoppable. Uh, Bay of Pigs, uh, Korea, Vietnam. You know what? Whatever. It's it perfectly fine. Per- we we know. And we're ready to go ahead and just do everything because we're the best and we know everything of what we're doing. We've got the fucking nukes and the whole thing. How in the hell could we possibly be wrong? Talking, though, on a collective basis, you know, that's the United States. There's no longer that concept of the collective basis. Most people are now saying the United States is me. I am the United community. Uh, the 1970s, there was a big push in the and uh, the, the theory was being espoused that the 
reason for all of society's ills is because children have low self-esteem. That's why there's crime. That's why there's juvenile delinquency. That's why there's drug use. Low self-esteem. So we will make a perfect society by elevating our children's self-esteem. As the 70s went into the 80s, there was this huge national campaign. There were even these little cute little cartoon shorts on television. You, know, you are the most important person in the whole wide world. They had this little jingle. The person in the whole wide world is you and you hardly even know you. So we essentially were taking all these very impressionable young minds and saying, you are the most important thing. You are flawless. You are God. There are no losers. Everyone gets a trophy. And now we are experiencing fallout from that and you can't lose when you're growing up you don't know how to handle it when you're an adult and part of that has got to do also with not recognizing or not dealing with other parts of society i mean it's all well and good to feel good i mean you know, a good number of us grew up on things like Sesame Street and especially Mr. Rogers, which the big, big piece right there. And feeling good, having having a good feel for yourself is all well and good. But then the problem is, again, when you're dealing with statistics in large groups and large areas of very interrelated things you don't deal with other stuff that is much more, how should we put it, broad in scope, like the economics and what's happening for society at large instead of at the individual level, you start to run into these problems. You end up with New York City almost growing broke. You end up with areas where there are complete disparities between one neighborhood and two blocks over a completely different neighborhood where one area's got a wonderful tax base that feeds into the local school district and the other one that's not nearly so and their what little tax base they've had is going into their school and under supporting them where the other ones are over supported there are so many different pieces and so little of folks who actually look at these things, put these items together, put together a more coherent plan to say, this is what's happening and this is what's going to happen and this is what we need to make sure that that doesn't happen. But the problem also is that this is kind of as they call it, the grand experiment. We don't know well, until we've gone through some of these things. And the other thing, too, is you got to look at the scale. You're, the United States combined is, what, 330 million people? Like that? Yeah, roughly so. I don't think there's another country, save China, that has to 
wrangle such a huge population with so many different cultural and ideological uh, differences. So, you know, things like standardizing education or mandating other such things, it's, it's a massive undertaking and I, honestly, I, I would say short of flipping the switch and going full authoritarian, um, it's 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 going to be a very tangled web to to navigate. You know, and and I said and I said like China and TP said India, um, but the simple fact is is that like and, and the reason I said China is because they run things differently. It it, it is the state. It is what I, it is do what I say or you disappear. You know, over, over there, the term cancel culture has a bit more of a permanent effect on the mortal side. You know, um, yeah, so you know, they, they, they can direct people and do that because they have the authority to do so and they're not afraid to flex some muscle to put you back in line. Yeah, and what? let's, you know, yeah, hold, hold, hold on to that right there, because th that actually works out to be a, a really great springboard. Um, from, uh, Sam, from, from the standpoint as someone who deals in scientific matters, the, the, the process of actually learning about a specific area of experience in this world and occasionally, once in a while, actually finding something brand new, the idea of, well, putting a lid on information that is just... You, you, you learn about a, a new uh, anything. You would expect that that kind of information should be a thing to be lauded, to be... Uh, papers written up, disseminated to everybody else so that they could look it over and go, uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And holy shit, you've just opened up a whole brand new field of, uh, a, a whole new uh, discipline for folks to, to learn about. Isn't that the way that it, one would expect it should be? Should be. Um, and then for the longest time, that's pretty much how it worked. Uh, think that you're in a world today where there's too many conduits. Uh, let's take a, a real-life example. People are doing vaccine research. It, it makes my, my nipples itch every time I see a headline out there, you know, oh, new promising results from this new vaccine. Shut the fuck up. It's gonna take at least 18 months before you can tell me that's promising or not promising. Okay, what the scientist did was it pumped this stuff into 25 volunteers and the volunteers didn't die. Oh, and look, they've got some antibodies. Okay, that's a first step. It's not a promising result. It's not a failure. It's a huge wealth of difference between a promising result and not a failure. See this all the time. Let's go back to statistics. I, I have been 
moaning and crying for, for many, many, many years, it, people don't understand risk. People have the faintest concept or they wouldn't know risk if it came up and bit them in the belly button. Because people will, will see a headline member. I said they read headlines. Hey, they see a headline. You know, oh, uh, you, scientists discover. Yes, scientists discover. Blame the scientists. Scientists discover that, that you know, drinking milkshakes increases your chance of nipple cancer by 0.03%. People like, oh my god, oh my god, dude, we got to stop drinking milk milkshakes. We'll get nipple cancer. Oh shit, shit, shit. I'm standing in the back saying, okay, okay. See, I knew the lady who did the research on saccharin back in the early days of science. Most a lot of you people don't remember saccharin because you're young, you young people. Uh, Barbara Miller was her name. And uh, they were studying saccharin, this amazing artificial sweetener. Oh, okay. I do not remember the numbers. I, like I said, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night, but I will use illustrative numbers to get my point across. So please do not take these numbers. Uh, the and they took you know, 100,000 rats, and they broke them into two lots. They had 50,000 on this side, 50,000 on that side. And 50,000 on the left, they pumped them full of saccharin. And the 50,000 on the right, they just fed them rat chow or whatever. Among the, the rat chow rats, the 50,000 on normal incidence of cancer say a hundred that's what happens you know out of this you know 50,000 rats 100 of them within a year are going to develop cancer that's the natural rate of cancer over on the left of those 50,000 rats 120 of cancer oh it's a 20 percent increase in your risk of cancer right that hits the headlines. Saccharin causes cancer. And for decades, they had to have a warning on there. You know, warning, this stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals. Does it really? Uh, An extra 20 out of 50,000 got cancer, and all of a sudden I got to put a warning label on my saccharin? Yeah, uh, to be fair, if memory serves, uh, breathing uh, is uh, directly associated with uh, incidence of cancer, isn't it? It's also associated with incidents of COVID-19. It's funny how that works, isn't it? I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, um, that's the thing. People have no concept risk out there. They, they see the headline that says, you know, percent increase, and they just immediately go, go apeshit without understanding that the risk is already very small to begin with. There's also a, a another example that we've uh, that we've talked about on the opposite side of it, which is that uh, you know doing research in a laboratory is all well and good too, but just like with a whole bunch of other things, until you get it into an actual physical humanoid body, things are a little dicey. 
for instance, saying that uh, a 38 special is a 100% cure rate for cancer in a hospital petri dish is wonderful, but it's not really great in most human bodies. People are only going to see headlines. And therein lies part of the problem. The investment. Reading past a headline, especially a piss-poor headline, is an investment. And it's yet again another cut corner. That, that too is that a do. huge problem. Because we've got headlines out there that are being written by people who have an agenda are very, very deliberately reading those headlines. Here's, here's my favorite one. This goes back to when uh, Mr. Obama had only been in office time. Uh, Mr. Obama wrote a, a book for his children. It was you know, 10 people that I admire. Harriet Tubman, Ding Bull, Abraham Lincoln, people who were leaders who overcame one of them was sitting bull. Uh, he wrote this book specifically for his kids and published it. And NBC's headline was President Obama writes a children's book. And the CBS headlines were Obama writes a children's book. And the local headlines in the Norristown Times Herald, Obama writes a children's book. And on Fox News, Obama praises insurgent who murdered American general. There you go. There's your headline. And there are people who saw that headline and immediately jumped on it and their conclusions. See, it is to control your masses. Now, before anybody goes ahead and says, well, all that's all well and good, but there isn't the very same kind of spin that happens in the science realm of published documents... Yeah, no, this still happens, and it has continued to happen. It's just that there's a way of correcting for that. Bridget, in particular, hi. What was that wonderful doctor's name who was, um, I don't know, uh, had his title taken away and nobody wants to deal with him anymore except for the complete anti-vax crew? Ah, Dr. Wakefield. Just don't say doctor. Okay, uh, ex, Andrew Whitefield. Ex, ex doctor. Ex doctor, Andrew Whitefield. Yes, ex doctor Wakefield did a. Well, I was going to say did a study. He wrote something possibly in the study room of his house. Probably might be the only genteel way of putting it. He's the one who wrote up the whole thing that was a complete farce as far as to doing a, a dissertation paper, not a dissertation, a, a, a scientific publication about vaccinations and such, which was absolute horseshit. And that's the nicest way I could put that. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that 
the the well, good Mr. Wakefield's info is in the show notes, but yeah, and I'm seeing a problem now too with uh, you know some of the COVID research of uh, putting out kind of crappy studies that are you know, preprints and and you go and look at them and just slap your forehead. And then after it gets peer reviewed, it yeah that little piece just kind of disappears because it's junk science. Some of it. Yeah, and that's exactly the thing. Dr. Conway, you you knew, you know all too well about Mr. Wakefield and his absolute crap fest that he's done and foisted on the world. But... Yes. Headline, vaccines cause autism. Yeah. And afterwards, there ended up being families that refused to... you. Okay. Until my little one was going to uh, the doctor and was getting his vaccinations, I had not known that there was a vaccination for chickenpox. I had no knowledge of this whatsoever. And then the time came up for it, and it's just like, oh, wow, wait, there, there is? Yeah, you didn't know about that? No. I, okay. Cool. Yeah. Do them up. But then you've got the families who have said, nah, I don't want to trust any of that stuff. Let's have our kids get together so that they can get chicken pox together and share lollipops so that they all get infected and then cured and live through it after the fact so that they're all done because it was fine for us. Why shouldn't it be fine for them? I've got an idea. Let's do that with polio. Yeah, uh... How about and we? Then with chicken pox, is you don't want to do that because you can get shingles later. It's not like one and done. Yeah. Uh, so this is a problem. Yeah, but Sam, how about we do it with? Uh, how about we do it with measles? I mean, we've already had that happen, thanks to you know, the House of Mouse. You could do it with measles. Let's do it with smallpox. Let's uh, do it with the uh, no. Well, let's let's, hey, let's, not, let's not do it with smallpox. Wasn't it done with COVID just recently too, and a couple of kids died as a result? You know what? Funny you should say that. Uh huh. Because this is going to kind of spiral into this all. I, w- I was going to use another expression, but you know, it's oh, that's right, it's not fried. I got something that's going to kind of snowball all over into this whole thing. Fuck y'all. Um. So. Parents who think that, you know, all natural is perfectly fine, have pox parties. These are also some of the same people that decide they don't want to be wearing masks on themselves. Leaving the CO2 thing aside for a second. Because, no. These are the people who don't understand that they never saw the commercial, the old Clairol commercial. I used Clairol, and I told two friends, and they told two friends. Two friends, and so on. And so on, which is pretty much what happens with any infectious disease. It goes out until it can't grab onto anything or anyone anymore. 
the problem is that we are now in the early summer, midsummer. There are some school districts for whom school would be starting next month or sooner because that's the way that they run. I cannot believe that there are people who say a 2% mortality rate, sorry, no, a 2% infection rate, and then a, a 0 0.05 mortality rate is acceptable losses for these are the same fucking people, children. These are the same people who are going to yell and scream because the book that their children are drinking has been found to contain arsenic. Well, you know, just don't give them apples anymore. Exactly. You get all bent out of shape over, oh my god, they discovered arsenic in here. It might cause harm to my child. But oh, sending them to school when there is a potentially infectious disease, well, the risk is so low. That's it. But People don't understand not. risk. <coughs> the the risk not. of death might be low, but we're finding out now that this stuff causes permanent injury. Sad thing is that it's going to be the kids who are going to suffer. Yeah. I've been working behind the scenes getting uh, links for the show. Um, I did find Andrew Shitson, or sorry, Wakefield, um, also found a doctor, and I use that term very loosely, uh, Rashid Buttar. Uh, I call him the Wakefield of the mask controversy. He, he's the one that Thunderfoot destroyed recently. Um, Wakefield was an anti-masker. This pinhead is an anti... Er, sorry, Wakefield was an anti-vaxxer. This pinhead is an anti-masker. And this is the one who said that, you know, the your exhalation actually causes a chemical change in the mask and Blarty, blarty, blarty bullshit. This is the one who's got the, the Wikipedia page that goes, you really shouldn't be talking about your credentials and trying to hold up the fact that you're a doctor. Because well, one read at this Wikipedia page, I wouldn't trust this guy to tell me what the fucking temperature was outside <laughs> with a cell phone. I mean, conversely. One could argue that listening to the noises that this man makes with his face hole causes a chemical reaction inside my brain, which naturally makes my fist hit his face. But that is not something that I can use to justify uh, the results. I'm a scientific professional. I would be willing to testify on your behalf. Don't take him up on that. Do you have any idea how much the bottle of wine that he's going to want for that is going to cost you? Just go with a lawyer. It's going to be cheaper. www.gofundme.com <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, fuck GoFundMe. Let's go with Indiegogo. Apparently, they're a little more reliable. Uh, where's, where's the Frenchman when you need him? That's a point. But yeah, he, he, he's probably sleeping. No, uh, Joseph, he's he's one of our other panelists uh, from Paris. Um, he's probably pretty, pretty sure if you're Pretty sure if you're looking for some of the... Uh, 
overseas type of alcohol, he could probably hook you up. Okay, it's 7.30 a.m. in Paris. It's 1.30 a.m. where I am. I'm awake. He can be awake. Can I wake him up? We try. I refer back to the whole thing about the, the overseas type of alcohol. Chances are Buddy's probably hungover or working. I would make a joke. I would make a joke right now, but it would be in poor taste, and I'm sure I would get yelled at. About French people working? No, I was just going to suggest somebody stand at the border and scream German loudly. That'll wake them up. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. he might, might be out getting some croissant. I mean, who knows? I'm sorry. Yeah, but but then again, considering the fact that Joseph was originally Canadian, he probably just looked and go and go. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I didn't start the war. You did. You invaded Poland. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank, you, some... Mr. Thank you. Oh, bless you, sir. I am so glad that you get that <laughs> reference. For anybody that doesn't, if you don't have the complete set of faulty towers, you are so, so missing out on the most delicious of sitcoms. Truly. Oh. Truly. And for those of you that don't know, here, if, if you ever wanted an idea as to why you should be watching that, I have two words for you. Farty owls and flowery twats. <laughs> there's some people that get it, and there's some people who are just like, the fuck is he talking? Trust me, that was funny. I've never seen it. I... Trust me, it's worth. Well, we'll... we'll Oh, yeah, and I'm and I'm thinking of another sitcom from back in the day. It was it was a British it was called Allo Allo. Mm. Allo. Had to do yeah from from the war, or it was it was set in the war, and there was a British guy who was allegedly trying to be pretend to be a French spy, and of course he he couldn't do the accent to save his life, you know. So instead of good morning, it was good moaning, and it just it, it went downhill from there. That was one that my dad always liked to watch. So naturally, I got the chance to watch it with him when it was on. And it's not very often my dad would laugh that hard. I, I mean, th- th- there were times he he could get going, but that one got him slapping his knees. And yeah. So, since we're kind of going over into. Uh, trying to get away from being all kinds of pissed off. I think maybe dealing uh, for, you know, the last, you know, the last third of the show, I think probably talking about the pieces that are worthwhile and are helpful and fill us with a certain amount of, you know, hope for future, a little bit at least, just a little bit, might be helpful. We've got We've been fortunate enough to live through some really great, exceptional science communicators and some who were just crotchety old men. And by crotchety old men, I'm specifically thinking of Mr. Wizard. He was okay, but you watch him now. Um... No, no. It was kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, I specifically remember one experiment that he showed for whoever the kid was, 
why he was not afraid of global warming and the seas rising. He showed a glass with ice water in it, and the water was kind of bubbled over the top a little bit because that's that's what it does. And he's like, okay, so we'll come back. Uh, we'll come back in uh, when the water, uh, when the ice is finished uh, melting, and we'll take a look at it again, and come back. You know, drizzle cut and see it's still boat over the top. Nothing spilled over the top. It's all the same amount of water. So that's why I'm not really worried about it, and you shouldn't either. Was missing one tiny tiny detail. Oh. Forgive me, Doctor, but I'm quite certain I can think of at least three variables that are not in there. The one I'm thinking of is what about the is the dot in the water? I'm sorry, the, the what in the water? About the ice that is not currently in water. The ice that's tied up in glaciers on tops. That's one. Uh, another one is how much of that water is evaporating and therefore no longer part of the glass might not be very significant, but it's, it's, it's a variable that's in there. Another one is the actual temperature of the water itself, a small amount of water that it is, because you add significantly more fluid and add a little bit more to the temperature... Well, you know, things start to... What's the word that I'm looking for? Get messy. Well, and isn't there also a concern about um, desalination? There's concerns about all sorts of things. Uh, yeah. Changes in the temperature of the ocean will change weather patterns. Yeah. As a resident of North Carolina, I'm incredibly interested. Yeah. Yeah, as as, as someone who beat a hurricane out of North Carolina by about a day and, you know, was kind of thankful that, you know, I didn't have much of an ass hanging out of that plane at the time. Otherwise it probably would have been damaged. Um, yeah. North Carolina, Florida, the fuck it, the entire East coast, even up here. Yeah. I grew up, like I said, I grew up on long Island and growing up, I served, uh, I lived through, two, three, three cat, three hurricanes. And it's fair to say that when you, if you ask somebody if, what they know about hurricanes, when they're going to hit places, if they've lived in an area that has had hurricane hits, they will ask a couple of really important questions that if you've never dealt with a hurricane before, you probably wouldn't have thought about. Question one, where is the eye going to be? Because that's going to determine which way the winds are blowing because they're going in a circle. Number two, and arguably the more important question is, where is it liable to hit? And is it going to be high or low tide? You don't take those into account. You've never dealt with a hurricane before. If the wind is pushing away from the shoreline during low tide, that's your best case scenario. But then that also means that on the opposite side, it's blowing into land. 
and it might not be low tide, and that's going to be a really bad... That's when you start to get the subway system in New York City flooding suddenly because there's more volume of water, because there's more heat pumped into the water, and stuff collects that way, and that's a, that's a whole other thing. I'm sorry. The moral I'm, of the story is Mr. Wizard is a fucking idiot. Well, he might be dead now, so he... I don't so know. So he's a fucking dead idiot then. Well, he's 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 room temperature at that point. So uh, I I don't know. It's hard to justify. Probably. Oh, Bill Nye, Bill Nye, all the way. Bill Nye is the he's he is the TV scientist. Our kid should. Now I will admit, when Bill Nye came on, I was I was already an adult. But the one that I enjoyed watching a little bit more so was Beekman. Got to meet Beekman. I want to have guest, him on. He was a guest at Megaplex uh, a couple of years ago. And we actually uh, aired the charity auction. That was incredible. Uh, is, is still... Um, okay, I'm not going to say unbalanced... Because that that that's got a pejorative sound to is delightfully eccentric, even in real life. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, for uh, for the record, by the way, Beekman is actually a cartoon character in uh, in um, for the kids section for newspapers. Kids, look up what newspapers are. They're not just for starting fires in the fireplace anymore. But um, the gentleman that that uh, was part of Beekman's world, Paul Zaloom, a little eccentric, yes, but, you know, had his heart in the right place to be able to do uh, that that show. And, you know, there there are, like I said, there are some who have been great communicators. Um, Bill Nye, who is still doing it who's got no problem with literally lighting a globe on fire and saying shit's on fire, <laughs> which was a, which was a wonderful moment. Um, Paul Zaloom still kind of every once in a while, if I remember right, kind of pulls out the, the, the neon green jacket and, and, and shows up every once in a while. Not very often, but you know, uh, we've got uh, on YouTube, We've now got uh, um, Captain Disillusion trying to explain to people what's happening with video production that, you know, you think that this is like a, a thing, but eh, no, no, not so much. Let me show you how it's done. Which, okay, you, you're kind of doing the whole teaching everybody how the magic works in a, in a magic trick, but when somebody is trying to use it to bilk people out of money or you know their brain cells it's probably good on you to go ahead and explain that stuff but I think the one two the two science communicators that I think are of the most important in our lifetimes to date Dr. Feynman and Dr. Sagan Dr. Sagan, yes. yes. I would definitely... Carl Sagan is 
was one of the most important voices behind the scenes for humanity to learn about its neighborhood. No lie. He was he was a guy who tried to figure out what the atmosphere of Venus? I think it was Venus. Before any probes had been sent over there. And for the most part, he, he got it right on the money. For the most part. And Dr. Feynman. Dr. Feynman, who who said, and I'm I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the I don't have the graphic in front of me at the moment. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how beautiful your idea about something is, if it doesn't agree with experiment, it's wrong. Which is exactly what science is supposed to do. It's supposed to give us an opportunity to look at stuff and go, I think this is what this is. You think this is what this is? Okay. Let's figure out how to figure out what is and what isn't. And we don't have too many of those communicators these days. Neil deGrasse Tyson right now is the biggest name that I can think of. And, you know, yeah, he did the the reissue of Cosmos, but we don't really have quite as much going on quite like that, I don't think. I quote Dr. Sagan, who is pointing to called a pale blue dot. Again at that dot, that's here. It's home. That's us. And it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives. Aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, economic doctrines, Every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, full child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of girls, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every sinner, every saint, sinner in history, our species there, a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. lost him far too early. Yeah. That kind of eloquence doesn't happen very often. And when it does, it's, again, another one of these things that takes an investment in actually listening to it. Comprehending it. The absolute sheer scope and magnitude in that is positively mind-numbing when we really understand what it is that he was telling us, what he was describing. You know, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a scene from the movie Contact based on one of Dr. Sagan's books by the same name, where uh, poor Ellie Arroway is just trying to comprehend the magnitude of the, the 
cosmos that she's looking at, and she says, they should have sent a poet. It's hard to imagine that a scientist could utter such a thing and mean it. And we don't think of it in those terms. Not easily, not often. That, you know, trying to explain to people isn't always a scientist's job. It's a communicator's job. Very good point. A scientist, not... It's hard to figure out who it is that should be, uh, that should be doing that. There are so few that are that good at it. And like I said, Dr. Tyson, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a wonderful person, but I don't think that he gets nearly the time that would be necessary for him to be able to explain stuff. He's He's got his own show, admittedly, so, you know, he's got that going for him. But I wish that we had... I wish that we had Dr. Feynman. I wish that we had Dr. Sagan still. In a way... In a way, I'm... I hate to say it, but in a way, I'm glad we don't. Because I would not have wanted... I would not have wanted Carl Sagan to hear an American spokesperson say, you can't let science end in the day of... This would have jumped off a cliff at that point. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that everybody hears it, because it didn't completely come through is that the uh, the press secretary for the current office holder of the President of the United States of America had gone ahead and said that science should not stand in the way of kids going back to school, of schools reopening. I'm paraphrasing. I don't care because I'm trying really hard not to throw up completely into my sinuses because of how detestable these people are. Science should not stand in the way. Don't cloud the issue with facts. It, it seems these days that you've got a government that doesn't want to listen to science or that downplays it. You also have people who are taking shots at the at education in general, saying that it is racist or we shouldn't have to learn it because it came from this ethnic group or that ethnic group and that it's a sign of, you know, supremacy. And I'm, I'm, I'm being very gentle with the words here because... No, I got you, but uh, there's another one. You know, because uh, again, it, it's I'm trying to keep the bile down. No, I, I got you, but hold hold that one because that that keeps going. Um, Sam, when you were, when you were going to college university level courses and learning the pieces that you were, was there the rhetoric of 
you're going to be learning all this liberal indoctrination? Or was it, you're going to learn stuff that is going to get you an amazing job that's going to teach you so much? was the latter. And now, although, pardon my asking, were, were accusations Conley. of other. Yeah, the, the pardon, pardon my asking, Doctor, when was that? Uh, I'm going to assume the 70s. Please. I'm sorry? Yeah. 80s. I said I'm old, not dead. <laughs> it's that it didn't come through for me on the audio, that's yeah. why. Yeah, but, but no, the... Um, Again, and I mean, I, I went through in the '90s, and I got, I got skills training. I didn't get, mind you, I didn't take anything of a philosophical or social sciences based education. I went to get a degree in a scientific field, not definitely not your caliber, uh, Doctor Conway. Just uh, I'm a computer scientist. Okay, I'm an IT guy. I went to school to learn how to solve problems with technology. And, you know, I, yeah, there were a couple of humanities courses I had to take, but yeah, they sure as hell weren't on the level of some of the things I'm hearing these days. But the, the fact is, is that education seems to be demonized on all sides these days, where you it's know- either, it's either too political or to this, or to that, or it's haram, it's against God, it's against whatever non-theistic religion you're, you're part of, so why should we have to learn it? Why should we have to learn anything? Because it's already there, and, you know, the, the, the internet is, is spontaneously created out of the butt of the digital fairy. So why should I have to learn how to maintain it? Because it'll always be there. Yeah, and hold that thought in a second, though. Bridget, perfect example. Bridget came up through very insular religious um, family and circles. And then you went to school for, well, you, you went to college, and then all of a sudden, what happens? Oh, jeez. I I hear about Charles Darwin for the first time ever, and I'm floored. <laughs> you know? And I take microbiology, and I have to learn about evolution, and I'm like, what else have I been lied to about? I felt so stupid and so betrayed. And that's know, but, but, yeah, but I mean, but yeah, the school that I went to was affiliated with the church and it was, yeah, they taught young earth creationism and uh, I was kept away from TV and things like that. So I had never heard of Egyptian culture or anything like that. And so as far as I knew, the world was 6,000 years old and I'd never heard of anything you know different. It was just really, it, it shook my whole world. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm trying to go with this point. You know, over the years, it has become much more the rallying cry of you're going to go to these liberal education facilities and you're going to be indoctrinated into liberal thinking and all this stuff. When in 
in reality, it's a matter of you're just learning. And how you see the world, how you feel about the world, your behavior towards the world is now being challenged and is changing because you now have new, more, grander, broader information to work off of, which is what's otherwise called education. To me, isn't that the original sin question Adam and Eve received knowledge everything went to hell as soon as that happened yep and the funny part of it is I, I kind of had a breakdown about that whole damn thing uh, some couple years ago where I realized that in the Genesis story Eve basically becomes the first scientist the first researcher the first moralist and well because of all that yeah, religion basically takes a backseat that's no longer necessary and becomes the first moralist because she finally figures out, oh wait, passing on knowledge is the better thing to do than blind obedience. Funny how that works. So like you said, you know, learning more is good but we need people to actually push for that again unfortunately we pendulum has swung to the side of no we mustn't is it thing do a talk at convention called science app end it out it's right from the who do you name uh, Sam, I'm going to have to ask you to speak a little bit louder. Uh, you're cutting out on my side. Okay. Am I cutting out for anybody else? Yeah, well, you are. You sound much better now. That yeah, sounded okay. good. Yeah, and, and forgive me, it doesn't matter for them so much because I'm the one that's hosting the call through to the recording. So that's if, true. Well, I've got, I've got the microphone inside my mouth right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually kind I of know. enjoying this. <laughs> Anyway, talk called Science, Pseudoscience, and Outright Crap at Conventions. And I, I end it always with a quote by a German science writer named Willy Ley. And he had an, an interesting uh, note. It, uh, it was the willingness of a noticeable proportion of the Germans to trick above research intuition above knowledge brought to power a political party which was frankly and loudly anti-intellectual. Nazis not only burned books they disliked, they also classified theoretical physicists with Jews and Marxists. Theoretical physicists? Yes. They started to realize they might need them for something. Which the United States got to first. Well, that's because most of the theoretical physicists ran away from Germany. With good reason. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is, it, it is something that causes me consternation. Not only 
education is lacking, but there is this wave of anti-education seems to be sweeping the country right now. Yep. Anti-intellectualism is suddenly in vogue. And, you know, the Darwinists... I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't get at me at this one. You'll see where I'm going in a second. Would be the ones who would be saying, "Well, you know, um, one, two generations of them, and it won't be an issue anymore." Um, I get that for some of you who feel that way, but that's not really a great way to do it. Oh, unfortunately, that to be how it works out. Uh, we, we're, we're talking recently about you know, people in, in Alabama throwing COVID-19 parties and let's, let's just infect everybody with COVID-19. Uh, it, it, the thing that bothers me is when the death rate absolutely skyrockets and we get people dying in the streets, these folks are going to be wringing their hands and saying, how did this happen? Why didn't someone stop it? And that's... To which I would ask, why the fuck did you start? Did you start it? And the problem there is, you now have to start asking the moral question: Do you let these people go ahead and do whatever it is that they want to do because that's what they want to do? <clears throat> Or do you enforce what's the right thing for them to be doing, whether they like it or not, to save their lives, whether they want you to or not? Ah, let me, there's a corollary to that. Because we're doing that now. We're trying to put in place rules that say you must wear masks. These people are actively fighting against it. The corollary is, at what point do you throw up your hands and say, they ain't going to listen, ain't going to try anymore. If you can't force them to be safe, what are you going to do? What is it I've said on so many occasions, Shu? How many times do you yell at a brick wall? Before you realize you're yelling at a brick wall. For for the record, I've actually had almost exactly this very same conversation recently with someone. So it's kind of funny for me to hear that coming back at me. It's a pain in the ass. And I will tell you very close to the way that I answered it before. I'm going to keep trying because I have to hope that there is somebody near the wall, on the other side of the wall, next to me, behind me, that's going to hear it and it's going to take. Good luck. Oh, may, may, you, may, you never, may you never end up as black-pilled as me. And, you know, the funny part about the whole thing is I'm the one who is branded as DJ Cynic long time ago so go me well, i'm uh, yeah and you're welcome for that by the way but no i'm not, <laughs> i'm not cynical i'm just fed up and, and it's it it's fair 
Um, well, I would be in support of uh, actually punishing people if they did not wear a mask and a death was traced back to them because they gave COVID to someone and it could be traced back to them. Then yeah. I would charge them, you know, with some kind of a, a you know, felony charge. I wish we could. Oh my God, I wish we could do that. But the big problem is in tracing. This person went to the supermarket. How can you prove I was the one was them to get infected? It's, it's not provable. It's yeah. a wonderful thought. It, it's not. Yeah. Uh, and the funny part is the way that he's saying it is also that um, uh, I remember when the uh, the anthrax scares were going on that genetic testing was done to break down the uh, the DNA, RNA, I forget what it was exactly that they that they did. They unraveled it from the uh, from the samples that were acquired in order to trace where is this particular genetic version from in order to kind of get a, a pathway as to where where it goes. Now if there was a way of tracing that kind of thing that I could see happening. They can do that with herpes. They've done that. They can do that with this too. Um, if you go look at some of the phylogeny uh, crisis, it's really something to say. I'll have to uh, get you a link to that. But would you they need... just They don't have the facilities to collect the data necessary for the contact trade. Isn't that right, Bridge? Uh, they could put them in place, and I think that they should. Uh, yeah, could, should, yes. Yeah. Are they? Sounds I mean, like if not. South Korea can do it, we should be able to. Too. I did, but again, those places much smaller. Uh, government has a bit of a tighter grip on the populace, so if they say we're doing this, and if you don't like it, well, fuck you. We're doing it anyway. Uh, as we've but seen in the great thing, old U.S. of A., that shit don't fly because more freedom. But some of the things can be traced back. I mean, that's the thing about it. We've you know had instances of super spreader events where they can trace it back to one individual in a church that gave it to you know two hundred people. They but, can do that. But, and I think if they catch someone doing that, then I think they ought to be able to prosecute that person. I'd love to, but the problem I've, becomes the legality. Of how are you to acquire a genetic sample to link a specific human body with a specific version if 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 the genetic material gets ejected along with the the covid uh, virus itself just had a horrible mental image when I said that for several reasons. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's exactly ejected that way uh if if I'm on the same same wavelength here which is really bad I should be feeling bad about that. Which way? Well, if you play bodily fluids, yes you can. those particular bodily fluids? Yep. Anyway. Alrighty then. Well, right along. We we don't have too much uh, too much longer. We gotta we gotta wrap up. But the see this is this is one of the things about doing research in the moment. It's the same reason why we've got such a such a, a squeamish time with doing history 
in the moment, like the shit that we're living through now. We've lived through a lot of stuff that's become part of the history books. And I'm, in this particular case, believe it or not, I'm specifically thinking of, like I said, you know, the moon landings, the, the shuttles, my, my hometowns. We have to go through these times, and we can't always digest it, but there are the people who actually slice and dice this information in order for us to be able to properly digest it. And at the risk of sounding kind of grandiose, people like Dr. Conway are the people who do it. Maybe not necessarily for the pieces that we're doing now, but scientists, especially research scientists, they're the guys who are actually doing the shit in a back room, sometimes underground, not seeing the light of day because they've got fluorescent lights overhead, sometimes with SCBA equipment on them because they're dealing with stuff that, oh my God, if this were to get out, Silkwood would be, a, you know, a, a child's plaything. Those of you that don't get that reference, you probably should uh, maybe not go look that one up. Yeah, you should. Karen Silkwood, look that up. But the idea is that we've got we've got all this stuff going on, and we know it, and it's difficult as hell to process it. But there are people who are knowledgeable in how to figure all this stuff out. And there needs to be an investment in making sure that not only that they are able to do the damn job, but there are people who learn enough that are going to want to learn how to do that job later. Stop fucking cutting corners on education. I'm sorry. You want to talk about soapboxes? That's my favorite soapbox these days. Pisses me off. It, 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 am I am I am I kind of um, biased because my kid's going to be going to college? A little bit, yeah. Hmm? Just a little bit. But people like, you know, Doctor Conway, who we've had on many an occasion, several occasions already, and you know. He and I've had the opportunity of, you know, semi-socializing a couple of times over the years, which I'm terribly grateful for. But, you know, when somebody with his personality, with the job that he does, who has tried to go ahead and debunk stuff before, you can find a couple of videos on YouTube for that, and even he's the kind of person going, guy, it's really, it's really worthwhile Somebody needs to step up and actually say, see this guy? Pay attention to this guy. Support the damn teachers that are doing the right job. You know what? Something tells me that I... I need to, I need to hold on to this until Tuesday because I've, I've got an hour to kill on Tuesday for a show and I'm going to need something to talk about. And something tells me that I know what I'm going to talk about. When you got nobody calling in for an hour and you got to talk. Yeah, it's it's a lot more difficult than you think. You're not sure that you can talk for an hour? You think that you can? Try it sometime.
not not an easy thing. Anyway. But so the time after an hour, people are telling me to shut up. Well, that's only because at that point you're usually going. This wine glass is empty. Speaking of which, I noticed that my bottles of cider are empty. And we are pretty well at the uh, at the conclusion of the whole damn thing. Um, normally, I would have the rest of us all uh, have a little something to to say. Uh, I'm I'm gonna. You know what, Dellen and I have talked a lot. Um, Bridget, is there anything last that uh, that's not on the table that you want to get out of here really quick? No. Joe? Hey. <laughs> Joe, was there anything that uh, you wanted to... Sorry, I had myself muted both on the headset and on Discord for some reason. Um, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Sam? The floor is yours. Whatever you would like to finish off with, you've got the very last of it all at this point. Uh, reminding you, however, that um, over on the uh, over on the live chat, TP Seeker has got big letters. Please have the great Doctor Conway back. This has been fun. Told you, you've got you've got a you've got a fan base. So okay, tell Seeker that he wants me to get dragged out of bed at midnight to stay awake. Wasn't midnight when you got out of bed, so I'm calling bullshit on that. <sighs> all right, all right. Yes, okay, got it. All right, never mind. Shut up. Ah, last last words. Um, when I talked about this uh, previously in private, uh, it is. To the benefit of certain political parties to keep the populace uneducated. And I have seen those same political parties make a determined effort to keep education quashed. And I can only conclude that they are doing it deliberately to maintain their hold on power because it is much easier to control an uneducated populace. Yep. Right there with you. Yep. Absolutely. So with that, we're going to go ahead and just close up shop at this point. So, of course, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. As always, we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for yourself for the rest of the week. I'm just going to start it off right over here and say, uh, Felis, making him a regular on the show? No. No, that's, 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 no. I'm not going to be able to afford that. Trust me, we don't have, ne- you know what, if we... We don't if, have that budget. <laughs> we, don't have, we, don't, we don't have a budget, so that's, that's not going to yeah, happen. Our budget is if, free. If we were going to do that, we would actually would have to start an Indiegogo campaign and just call it, um, Sam's Wine Fund. It's yeah, called we, the Wine Stream. I do that once a month. <laughs> yes, but that's a completely different animal, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- th- this would just be so that you know we could you know get you a stipend every every month or so, so that if when you do come back on the show, uh, we could make sure that you're properly you know um, equipped for um, 
that's yeah, but that's what we that's, do. that's that's the best way to do it. So, <laughs> so um, of course, as always, we'll start you off, um, Doctor Conway. Like I said, thank you ever so much. Always grateful to be able to have you and and take the time. Um, whatever information you'd like to put out there for folks, uh, if you'd like them to be in contact with you or check out anything that you've done. Uh, they, they can look at my YouTube science channel, which is Samuel HD. Uh, I've done a couple of videos there, and people say, why haven't you done more videos? Reasons one, uh, it takes a lot of work to make those videos. Two, I admit, kind of lost my enthusiasm for them because I made the mistake of reading the comments that come. You should never do that when you're a YouTuber read the comments. Well, I do. But then again, we've also got some some very... We've got a much smaller fan base than you do, alright? So we'll just, we'll just nicer too, in some case. You kind of feel like some of these guys should be getting rabid shots. Like rabies rabid? shots. Rabies. Rabies shots. Rabies shots. I didn't sleep well last night, so... Just... I'm not sleeping now! Good point. Sam? I don't even know if I'm awake or if I'm dreaming. Sam, I, I say this with... with. I say this with... Uh, you know what? Fuck you. Thank you. Seriously, in, in, in all seriousness... Uh, it's it's always a pleasure to get to have you. So you know, thank you very much for inviting me. It was uh, it was my pleasure. No worries, uh, Joe. Uh, glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself, and um, seriously, glad you're able to make it. You have uh, you have fun trying to uh, get to sleep tonight. I hope. And you're muted. I make no promises of such things, but I will do what I can. I do have an early morning tomorrow, so. What better opportunity? All right, man. Thank you. Bridget, thank you very kindly. Of course, as always, uh, you you know the things that you need to say. Um, yeah, you can send me a friend request on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or find me at my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com and fuck Mike Pence and fuck this administration and big... Extra special fuck you to Kaylee McEnany or McEnane or whatever you want to call her. McEnanema? That would work too. <laughs> Shouldn't we be telling her to uh, uh, go go change her outfit? I mean, she keeps showing shoulders. Isn't isn't that usually what they what they do in school with these kids that are you know, big nuisances? Uh, tell them to you know cover cover your sh- you know whatever. Um, I, I think you missed one for a uh, one, Mister William Bur. Shouldn't there be a fuck you for Bill Barr? Oh yeah, fuck him too. Actually, we we don't have enough fuck you to go around. Let's just let's just do a blanket fuck you to all of those trees and weasels. Whoa, what? All of them. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
treason weasels? Yeah. I like that. That's got to be a thing. Um, and weasels. You know what? I, 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 I think we, I think we could start a hashtag in certain communities that way. Um, we'll we'll see about that uh, shortly, and and see how well that propagates. Because I I know, I know that that'll probably propagate to a, to a certain extent. That, that this is going to be interesting to find out what happens. That thank you. That was that was great. Where did you get that from? I don't. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> we're, we're we're claiming copyright us twenty. I was about to say twenty nineteen. Fuck them all. <laughs> you know, fuck. Dallin. Hi. <laughs> Oh, oh, what a night. <sighs> yeah, well, um, once uh, once YouTube is done with this thing, I'll be sure to uh, get the audio version of it up at the audio version uh, at the podcast site of the show over at holycrapthebloodcast.com. And I've got a new one for you. I've been doing a little bit of work on uh, my own show uh, and finally got a decent URL for it. Uh, with a pod service. Uh, you can now find my show, uh, The Kick in the Cast, over at podchaser.com slash kickinthecast. Also known as the audio blog of a wannabe podcast novelist. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll get the uh, uh, we'll get the show notes updated for you on that because mm-hmm. that's the first I heard about it. Congratulations. Uh, to, to be honest, the uh, the new URL just came through today. I, I went through the application procedure for it, so excellent it's just um pod chaser is one of those collector sites where people can uh post podcasts and then people can actually subscribe to them on that site so it's an aggregator basically fair enough so good luck figured figured, uh episode 10 drops on monday so i figured it was time that yeah i can start going public with this because i'm in the groove good man so of course, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. All the information that you want for us is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And if you'd like to leave a voicemail message or to call on Tuesday for the phone cast, that phone number, of course, is always 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again very soon. I'm going to remind everybody, as I always do... I know full well that there are some people that are looking to get themselves out because of cabin fever and such. I get that. Please, if you're going to be out on the water, do not boat and drink. You want to fall down drunk on dry land, you're going to bump your head. You fall down drunk on the water, it will swallow you whole and not even care. Please don't do that. So, we'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. Until that point, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Friday was my wedding anniversary. So, as I always do, Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So, as always, Until the next time we get together, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com 
where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.